0: Today is the fifth Sunday after Easter, Rogate Sunday, and the gospel appointed for this day is taken from the sixteenth chapter of St. John's Gospel, beginning with the twenty-third verse. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father, and have come into the world. Again I leave the world, and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly, and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things, and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God." This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. It would be hard to miss the unity which connects this Sunday with the two that precede it. Jubilate, Cantate, and Rogate Sundays present the church with three gospel readings from St. John, the 16th chapter, all drawn from the same portion Of our Lord's words to His disciples concerning His coming, death, resurrection, ascension, and the coming of the Holy Ghost, the symmetry of the Latin names Jubilate, Cantate, Rogate, make them an easy group of Sundays to remember. And for the first two, they draw their names from the first word of the introit. Jubilate, make a joyful noise, from the Latin Jubilare to shout for joy. Cantate, O sing unto the Lord. But today is different, in that the name is not taken from the introit, which begins with the voice of singing, declare ye, and tell this. For vocem jokin Sunday does not come off with the same sort of a ring to it. Rogate, that is, ask, or pray, connects to the words from John chapter 16, verse 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. But the word rogate is not used in the latin translation the latin name of rogate for this sunday actually dates to the year 452 and the actions of one bishop saint memeritus by name in this year of our lord we think we're having kind of a rough time of it but Mamertus's time as bishop was marked by a whole series of events which was overwhelming in the words of a biographer almighty god to punish the sins of the people visited them with wars and public calamities and awaked them from their spiritual lethargy by the terrors of earthquakes fires and ravenous wild beasts which last were sometimes seen in the very marketplaces of cities such as the desolate state to which the country was reduced these evils the impious ascribed to blind chance but religious and prudent people considered them as tokens of the divine anger which threatened them with entire destruction unless they strove effectually to avert it by sincere repentance. In response, Mertus appointed this day and the three which follow it as rogation days for prayer. Litanies were prayed, psalms were sung. And the Council of Orleans in the year 511 made the rogation days the practice of all of Gaul. Pope Leo III, who reigned from AD 795 to 816, made it the universal practice of the Church. Jesus said to the apostles, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Obviously, this must be understood in the sense in which the Lord taught the church to pray in the Lord's Prayer. We always pray that God's will be done before we pray for daily bread. But with the understanding that Christian prayer always understands the subordination of our desires to the will of the Lord, then we ask and receive and our joy is full. Rogate and the three Rogation Days which follow in preparation for the Festival of the Ascension are centered in such an understanding of prayer. The Rogation Days are penitential days, which is why they are also violet days according to the color of such matters in the church. They are prayers in an acknowledgment that we are not worthy of the things for which we ask. The Lord hears our prayers and answers them for the reason which our Lord sets before us. As we have heard in the word, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed I came forth from God. In the midst of our life in this fallen world, we live in a trust which looks to Christ, who is our life. This is the trust born of faith, which believes that which we are told, concerning the assurance that the Father hears our prayers. For it is, as St. James wrote, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Faith has its surety in the word of God, not in reason, not in emotions, not in opinion. The word of God is fixed and immovable. When The world is a maelstrom, and the earth shakes under our feet, and the wolves are at the gate. Still, the word remains. We hear the assurance of the divine word, and St. James teaches us in his epistle, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Far too often it is easy to look into the mirror of the law and to turn away. For St. James warns us, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. We are taught not to cogitate on how great we think we are, for that's the path to destruction. It is not about what you think about yourself. It's about what the word of the triune God declares. St. Paul warned the church in Rome regarding the dangers of being too comfortable with the sin that is still with us, which would seek to further ensnare us in the way of death. For he wrote in the sixth chapter of his epistle to that city, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin, and having become slaves of God, you have the fruit, you have your fruit to holiness, and the end, everlasting life. This is why we pray in the Collect that God, from whom all good things do come, would grant to us that by his holy inspiration, we may think those things that be right. For by nature, our imagination is captive to evil, and seeks to excuse our own sins, and to manipulate our view of the life and teaching of others, based on sin-corrupted emotions or reasoning. The word teaches us, in the way of life, so that what we have heard would be manifest in what we say and do. The one who does not bridle his tongue is the one who speaks contrary to that which the Lord has revealed in his word, is the one who praises himself, is the one who lies, blasphemes, boasts. Such a one's religion is useless. Where there is not faith, there is not a faithful confession in word and deed. The faith which trusts in the Lord sacrifices love of self for the sake of the neighbor. The sinful nature, which still wrestles within you, seeking to destroy you, would tear you away from hearing and speaking. But the Holy Spirit is at work through the word to call you back to God. As the voice of God was heard in the garden calling to Adam, Where are you? The word of God calls to you today. For thus we hear. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, And I will listen to you. The word of God has come in flesh to save you. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christ Jesus prayed to his father. How often do we behold him so praying throughout his three years of ministry? Throughout his ministry, he fulfills the law of God for us and intercedes for us. The righteous one for the sake of the guilty, so that we, we have a future and a hope. Alienated from God through our sin, how could we guilty ones approach the Holy God? But the Son of God suffered crucifixion to reconcile us to the Heavenly Father. And our Lord assures us, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. We pray because God's word assures us of the love of the Father. For the Father sent his sinless Son to bear your sins and mine. We pray because that loving Father invites us to ask of him as dear children ask their dear father the one who sent his own son to crucifixion and death to redeem you what good thing would he withhold which we truly need and through his word and the working of the holy spirit he begins to refashion us to desire that which we should desire one of the great temptations in life is to be driven to despair or to take consolation by the way in which we imagine ourselves to be blessed in the midst of this fallen world. The word speaks to us of the priceless treasure which is already ours on account of our baptism into Jesus, and yet the sinful nature wants to seek and find assurance elsewhere. As we have heard in the gospel readings for the past few weeks, when Jesus spoke of his departure, his disciples were afraid because they did not understand him. the Lord spoke plainly to them, and then they were comforted. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again I leave the world and go to the Father. The work of the atonement was soon accomplished through Jesus' suffering and death for them, and for us, and for all of mankind from the beginning of the world to its end. Then Jesus prayed the Father, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. This is a great comfort for us, for thus we know that the Father's love for us is so great that he sent his only begotten Son to die for us, so that we could receive adoption as children of God through holy baptism. The work of the atonement accomplished in full. The Son rose again on the third day. On the fortieth day of the resurrection, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, just as Jesus had indicated he would do. And as the atonement was made for all, we know, because the word assures us that it is so, that if we believe in the Christ, we have the forgiveness of sins, and the hope of eternal life. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. The works. Albeit imperfectly, flow forth from faith. But we are not justified by the works, we are justified by grace through faith. Thus, this week, we mark that day of the Lord's ascension. This day reminds us that though he ascended, he is still with us, according to his promise to be with us to the end of the age. By so visibly ascending, we are instructed that the Lord is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father and from thence he shall descend again on the last day, to gather us to be with him for ever. The needs and trials of this world are brief, and are an occasion for our faith to be demonstrated. But our confidence is never in ourselves but in Jesus alone, and living in repentance, believing in him, we have a hope which will never pass away. Amen. Let us pray. O God from whom all good things do come, Grant to us, thy humble servants, that by thy holy inspiration we may think those things that be right, and by thy merciful guiding may perform the same, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10 a.m. worship service. Sunday school follows after the divine service, and we are currently studying from St. Peter's First Epistle. During this week, we will observe the Rogation Wednesday service at 11 a.m. on Wednesday morning. We will also celebrate the Festival of the Ascension on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. And we invite you to join us for those occasions as well. Salem Lutheran Church is located approximately two miles north of Malone off of FM 308. For more information on Salem Lutheran Church or these broadcasts, you may visit us on the internet at www.salemlutheranchurch.net. These broadcasts are provided through the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone.